on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have a full length episode. That means it's just me and a guest, and we're going to talk some shit. Uh, before I get going on that, uh, I'd like to remind you that we do have a fee for the show. The fee is very simple. Uh, share the show, okay? If you get value out of the conversation, which I'm sure you're about to, um, don't forget to post the show and share the show, okay? That's the fee. Uh, with that being said, we're going to get right into it, man. Uh, I've got my good buddy uh, who was on the show actually our last episode, uh, JT Taylor from Black Rifle Coffee. What's up, bro? Hello. Yeah. Dude, uh, <clears throat> we've had a good couple days. We're hanging out. We got a, we got a rodeo we're going through tonight. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> but uh, I want to sit down, man, and, and just, you know, people to hear your guys' story, your story and the story of the amazing company that you guys have built. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels between what you guys have done and what, what we've done with our companies. And it's been super fun watching you guys do it and, and succeed and uh, being a pro-American, pro-freedom brand and, and all of these things. Uh, it's just cool. If you guys don't know, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, when did you guys start this? It was 2014. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, first and foremost, yeah. I got to say, you know, the last couple of days, you've, you've actually re-sparked the spark <laughs> because like I was telling you when we first got here, like, man, after 10 years of this, uh, you know, because I've, I've, before Black Rifle, I was doing things with Matt Best and we had a few other ventures and things yeah. like this. After 10 years of this and social media and being in the, in the eye and everything like that, it's like, you just get, you get drugged. You yeah. get, you're, 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 you get drugged down and yeah. it's like you know there were some times i had conversations with with evan you know in the last few months where it was like you know the logo would give me anxiety <laughs> like, like, i look i see our own logo that should be a beaming thing of pride yeah. yet here i am i'm just like a beaten dog like yeah. oh i don't yeah. want it so i just have to i have to say thank you first because like by yesterday afternoon ideas started coming back and I started firing again yeah. where, and that's how I've always been. And I, but the last few months I lost it because it's just like, I felt beaten down, dude. You know, I get it, man. Uh, you know, we've had a number of conversations the last couple of days. Uh, and you know, that's mutual by the way, like hanging out and, and cause it's the same dude. Like people don't realize like they want the, they want it, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, dude, that's cool. I would love to have this or this or this. But a lot of people just fail to realize what comes with it and, and the beating that is taken to build something massive uh, and, and, the, and the price that's paid. And, um, you know, the last three years, even though business has been good, it's still the social climate, the political climate, the, world, the economic climate, and all of these things uh, bro, I'm with you, dude. It's like a teeter-totter. Yeah. Like, it's like you never know what, yeah. what is going to be next or what the next phase is. And But yeah, it, it, I mean, it's been like a like a battery, you know, like coming here and interacting. Like oh, another thing, too, I have to say, I'm sure your audience knows, but whoever's listening from our audience, like the staff here is the greatest staff I've ever seen. Like everybody is the coolest, the most polite, the 
everybody's on point. Like it's been so impressive here, even down to, you know, I've been doing this stuff for a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I'm looking at it like, Oh wow, this is, this is amazing. Like it, it's brought energy back. That's fucking awesome. like, so I just, I wanted to open that up to say yeah. what you've done. The culture that you've created here is extremely admirable. Thank you, brother. And I had probably eight separate calls with Devin <laughs> yesterday. It's every, every single corner that we had a break. I'm like, Oh my God, did you know they do this? And like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get here. You gotta get yeah. here. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I got to start at the beginning, you know, my dad was in the Navy. Um, we were, we were in, in the Pacific Northwest and, but he grew up in California and he was a skateboarder. So naturally like he still skated while he was in the Navy and he kind of, as me and my brother became teenagers, you know, we picked up into skating because it was something he wanted to do. So like, he was like, Oh, you guys want to ramp? Yeah, I'll build a ramp. <laughs> like, so it was pretty fun. And, and the, the thing that came with skateboarding though is you had to have a camera because you had to film a skate part in order to get sponsored by a local shop so a teenager can afford new gear yeah. <laughs> to skateboard. Yeah. So I first was running a camera at 13, 14 years old. You know, my what I asked for for Christmas that next year was well, I, I need a family video camera so I can make skate videos. Yeah. And you're talking back yeah. then, dude, it was probably one of these, these shoulder 90, jobs. 96, yeah. 97. No, they, they've oh, gotten was, a little smaller yeah. right then. The high eight then, tapes. Were we working with the, uh, the Sony, the, the little handheld Sony one? Task cam. Or yeah. task cam like dude, camcorder. I had one of those ones growing up with the, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where the screen, it, it like twisted. You had the camera in, in your right oh, yeah, hand. Yeah. 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 Right this hand. one. Bro, that the, was the best one ever. <laughs> and people don't even know about that shit. Because oh, everybody's like, used to it on their phone. eBay was a brand new thing. And yeah. they came out with a with a really wide lens that could attach to the Sony. So, you know, I saved up everything I had by mowing lawns and raking leaves to buy this lens. And now now we now we had a skate, a skate camera for yeah. my junior high. And so I edited my first video when I was 14 years old. And I, back then I was using two VCRs, like stop, pause, record, like <laughs> very rudimentary and old school. But then... As I got into ninth grade, and that was the last grade in our junior high, and then you went to, across the street to the high school. Well, when I was in ninth grade, I, wa I walked over to their video or their media department at the high school, and they had an Avid system. And so I, I just begged and pleaded until one of the teachers said, yes, after school, you can come over and use the Avid system to edit. <laughs> and That's awesome. And, and I, I ended up learning that. And me and our podcast producer, Dave, you know, because him and I grew up together, uh, we started the Extreme Video Club, which was an after-school thing where all the skaters, rollerbladers, and bikers would come, and we all edited these videos. And so, yeah, by the time I was eight, 17 and heading to the military, I had already had experience in editing, and I, and I really, really loved it. So when I got into the military, I kept the film thing going, especially because my job in the military was something called the TACP, Tactical Air Control Party. And it's, it's the air liaison to the army when it comes to air power so anytime there's a fighter jet that's dropping a bomb in support of ground troops there is one of us there either lazing that bomb or being very specific with the pilot on how to not hit the good guys mm -hmm. so they have one of us that speaks the language down there to constantly battle track our force and make sure that we're not bombing our own people and this job was fucking rad but no one knew it existed. You say Air Force, people are like, oh yeah, chair force. You know, yeah, you had yeah, air yeah. conditioning. It's yeah. like, no, I was essentially in the 82nd Airborne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I went to airborne school and was jumping out of planes and and went straight to Iraq. Like, like it was fucking cool. So I was 
I was filming things and trying to put out media. I mean, back, back then there was nothing to host a video on the, on the internet. So it was all like carrying them around on thumb drives. Do you remember this? Like yeah. When a dude would come over and be like, Oh dude, you got to see these videos. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. People, people are like, what? <laughs> like there's people listening right now. They're like, what? <laughs> so, uh, we were doing, we were, I was making these videos like Dave even was one of the first people to ever have a helmet cam and the helmet cam back in 2004, it, it ran RCA cables into the camcorder. So the, the, the lipstick cam mounted to your helmet, but you still, your, your video camera was in your backpack. So I did a, a helicopter assault force mission into uh, the Utah test and training range with a helmet cam, like before anybody had a helmet cam. So it was I was I was always trying to push ahead ahead of the time, and then in uh, late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, I got picked up to be an instructor for that school, and that kind of became a very uh, more so nine to five set schedule. Mm -hmm. um, you're not deploying anymore uh, in that position, so it's not you know you're constantly on TDYs away on bombing ranges, training up and then deploying. Now it's kind of like a okay, you're teaching and you stay here. Well. On the way there is when I was up for my first re-enlistment and we were considered a critically manned career field. So we had the highest re-enlistment bonus uh, multiplier. So I re-enlisted for $90,000. Mm -hmm. That was insane to me. Yeah. Like that Huge was, deal. The, that was the first time I ever had money in a savings account. Yeah. It was like that re-enlistment, yeah. but it didn't last <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I, you know, I'm in my head and I'm like, I want to have a film business someday. So I turned around and spent a lion's share of that on, then this was also the first time HD cameras became available to like the prosumers, what they called it. Like the, the Sony F FX7 was, was the new thing. It was an HDV camera, but it was full HD. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is cool. And then, you know, again, by like a miraculous, um, network thing a guy that i had done some photo and ad work for in the airsoft world his name is andrew ho introduced me to a guy that worked for pixar as security and if you worked for pixar it was owned by apple you got one purchase a year that gave you 50 percent off and this security guy gave me his 50 percent off so i could get the biggest editing computer that they offered that's fucking <laughs> like, awesome man. yeah i still owe it to that guy i still yeah. i still give him credit because yeah you you were helped along the way yeah like, like, everybody uh, was <laughs> yeah and i was actually thinking that as you were saying that how cool it is the, the amount of success you guys have built that you still remember that his name is marlon yeah and, and i will always say that he started my career yeah that's amazing dude. <laughs> Because he he didn't even yeah. know me, but he, he gave me his his discount. I was able to get double the computer, and I bought thirty books. Again, like the internet is new now. Still, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like two thousand nine is when Facebook opened up for everybody. Like, so there's not a lot to Google when you ran into a a tech problem back then with this equipment. Like I had to thumb through. 30 books until and then you don't know what to look for <laughs> like, like yeah. you're like what chapter is this problem in yeah so it's extremely difficult so i hit the books and uh and i ran around pensacola and fort walton beach florida with a lot of the the photographers then the the whole kind of like a amateur model thing was like really taking off at that point so they're 
the photography world was super competitive and cool because photographers were doing really cool things with compositing and lights and stuff like that. So I ran around with them because I was the video guy and they were in with all the bands, they were in with all the businesses. And now here I am with the video camera that can make commercials. So I just, I made free, like I, I'm in a, a big film group on, uh, on Facebook with a bunch of young filmmakers. And I have to say that all the time. I'm like, I didn't get paid for almost eight years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I made a lot of Hold fucking on. friends. <laughs> say that again. I didn't get paid for almost eight years. <laughs> Who else has a similar story to that that you guys have heard a thousand fucking times? And if you ask anybody, bro, <laughs> anybody that you know probably that's built real shit, they got a similar story to that. Yeah. But all while I'm active duty military, yes. I'm doing this when I'm getting off work and, and, and those school hours were long, but on, on Fridays, I would get off at about two o'clock. I would load my car with all my PA gear and, and, and mixer and everything. And I would go play live music Friday and Saturday night because it was a hundred bucks cash to do it. And it, I loved it. Like it, it and it, and it, and it helped me network the area so much better because then I started meeting all the bar owners and I started meeting all the business owners that frequent into those bars. And then it was, Hey, do you need an, an ad or commercial? And I, again, I didn't charge. Like I was like, I will do this for free. And mm -hmm. it, before I knew it, I had this network. I had this beautiful network. And then, and then it was, I would get a phone call. Hey man, I'll throw you 300 bucks. If you can come knock this, this quick video out for me. And, and, and that started happening. This was all too, because I got a divorce then and was left with the house and between child support and alimony, I couldn't fucking afford it. Mm -hmm. My hot water heater went out and I just got used to taking cold showers for six and a half months. That made you tougher. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I couldn't afford to even have somebody look at the hot water heater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just dude, I get it, it, man. Bro, I get it. I, dude, we live parallel lives in a lot of ways, bro. <laughs> so then, then towards the end of 2011 is when all these people that I had done things for started calling back and saying, hey, my business has grown. I've got some cash. I want to do more ads. I want to do more projects. Let's go. And then I was, of course, I was doing the fun stuff. I was I was showing up at music uh, like Battle of the Bands and offered the current band that I'm in right now. It's called This Saturday. They were a band back then called Drayton Sawyer. And I showed up to the Battle of the Bands and said, whoever wins this thing gets a free music video by me. And now I'm in the band. That's awesome. <laughs> that was 12 years ago. That's badass. <laughs> what instrument? I sing. Oh, that's fucking. Yeah. Oh, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you some of that later. That's but, why uh, you have the. Your setup at your house. Yeah. Got yeah. it. That makes sense. He's got the sickest lounge, dude, that, like, that I've ever fucking seen built right at his house for people to come stay. And it's got a stage. It's, it's yeah. actually really similar to the lounge that, that you guys see me hanging out in at my yeah. house. It, it, dude, it's funny because like. And it's, it's set up for training. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like fucking if, amazing. If any of our people are, are wanting to try stand-up comedy or any of the yeah. comedians that we yeah. employ. They want to practice something like yeah. we have it set up to, yeah. to where we can run that in-house. But yeah, so. Dude, that's so badass. <laughs> that's so cool. That shit is fucking cool. It, it, it's enter, entertain. You yeah. know, the three pillars of Black Rifle Coffee inform, entertain, and inspire. Yeah. And Bro, that's ours. <laughs> What's ours? Educate. Educate, entertain, impact. 
You fucking stole that from me. You could call Evan. I stole it from you. <laughs> Bro, th th here's the thing. I was joking about that. You, these, these dudes are the same as us dudes. We're just selling different shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's like the last couple of days have been so good because it's like, oh, I see. There's a marriage here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a deep marriage here. It's funny, too, because... Uh, like we spot, we both sponsor BJ's truck, yeah. and I didn't really know. I didn't really know these dudes when we like BJ was like, "Well, we're moving away from Monster. I got Black Rifle Coffee." I'm like, "I seen their shit. They're cool. They're funny. I like their stuff." I didn't know the guys, and then I'm like, "We could do that." And we've been the sponsor of the truck for a while Two now. Years, yeah, yeah, and been kind of working together, not really even, you know. And, but yeah. now we have a big ass, badass thing coming out in yeah. January together yeah. that's going to yeah. shake the motorsports world. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> We're gonna, listen, our two companies are going to dominate motorsports. Oh, it's yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to turn you into a rally driver. I, I am 100% <laughs> in. We already discussed this, bro. You guys don't even know what's coming. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Yeah. They're going to so, have a, we got to have a fat guy seat, though. Right? I'm if I fit in it, you fit in it. Uh, you're not, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm 225. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a little dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, I finished my school tour and I actually like when you're done with the school tour, you get a base of preference. Mm -hmm. And that means you get to choose where you go. And what I did is I asked every unit who wants me. Like, cause I, I wanted to go somewhere where people were excited, like to see me. And immediately, one of my really good friends, uh, Silver Star recipient, Master Sergeant Shropshire, was like, uh, you're coming here. And then the chief there, Pedro, is like, yeah, you're coming to the Seventh Day Sauce in El Paso, Texas. Now, no one ever volunteers to go to El Paso, Texas, but I did. Yeah. And I got there, and the first thing that I set up, and I, I got to show you all these pictures someday, is the, the studio. Like, yeah. I, have, I have built 30 five studios like yeah. and that and it started as a folding table from walmart with a mattress egg crate stapled to the wall and now to what you see <laughs> all our guys here that run the, that, that are on the podcast team are all shaking their heads yes <laughs> bro that's fucking awesome it, 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 to now what what, yeah. what i have now and so now when i got to when i got to to el paso all this time that that things started kind of ramping up I had teamed up with a gay, uh, guy named Gary Stevens. Gary Stevens was actually one of the original Air Force graphics career fields when Air Force employed artists. Like you could be wearing a uniform as a military member and you're a graphic artist. It was badass. And he was the AFSOC graphics guy. So a lot of the things you still see today in Air Force Special Operations Command hanging on the walls are all works of Gary, who was also head of creative for black rifle coffee that's cool man <laughs> so everything you've seen with black rifle from the from the very first logo to our bags all comes you know is managed and and created by gary and so that's gary badass bro because <laughs> like you guys do some really awesome shit the, the, like your branding is on fucking point and that's bro. Ev that's evan and gary yeah. all day long like those two are like a, a, a 70 year old married couple yeah. that fight and bicker and, and twist, but they, yeah, but it fucking works. They birth yeah. some of the greatest visual things that I've ever seen, like our bags and stuff that yeah. they're coming up with and the bags that are coming out next year are like so cool. They're Bro, so and cool. like your guys' hat game, like you guys crush the hat game. Like every, like, you know, I see your fucking hats everywhere. <laughs> like pe people that have no idea that we know each other, like I'm walking around St. Louis, I see them. BRCC everywhere, everywhere. And now think how crazy that is that that's coffee. Yeah. 
Who wears a coffee brand? <laughs> well, when your brand stands for the right shit, people wear it. You know, you guys, you guys are standing for something that's not common to stand for right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no. it's a, it's a lonely, yes. it's, a, it's a lonely yeah. island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's two of us on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or fucking six of us or whatever. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a couple more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but bro, you know, it's, it's really cool for me. I don't, I love seeing it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, well, thank you. Like, yeah. I, I love seeing everything here. I just, I'm addicted to. I, I, I love that you appreciate good decorating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of uh, the decorating here. You know, we, my brother actually did. Sal, and I don't. You haven't had much time to talk to him, but a little he, bit this he, morning. Yeah, he, yeah. He fucking loved. Like, where he's right in the conversation with everything we talk. But about. the thing is, yeah. is like, I don't think people understand is how creative work you can get out of when you're sitting in a space like this and it comes down to everybody yeah like it brings it out so i love it so yeah me and gary at that time we have a business called bot stick collective um gary came up with he had this logo like because gary just had like hundreds of logos on a, on that he just like when he's bored he just designs and we were like hey we need to 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 do a company do you have anything he's like well i have this logo for bot stick collective i'm like what the fuck does that mean he's like i don't know i thought a thumb drive you could call a bot stick <laughs> and like, all right cool that's our new company yeah and so gary and i set out and we were doing photo video and ad work for the tactical industry um i mean like from the from 2011 to like 13 me and gary probably have three to four hundred photos published in every gun magazine like that's amazing. we were just taking we were whether it was just a gun in on a backdrop in my garage or i would throw it in the hands of a tactical model or anything like like all these things and guns and ammo and recoil and everything like there was something i have stacks of these magazines from then of oh there's my picture and there's me like just because if we didn't have somebody we'd just use me like with dark sunglasses yeah, yeah, and yeah. all kid yeah. on and stuff like that and then gary and i also would make the you know, Gary is amazing at making these movie posters. Like he can, he makes the best movie posters. So you, you guys got to get up. I got to show you some of our old stuff because you'll be like, holy shit. But the fact that we were quick, we were, we were more effective than, than any of the people that, that really the industry was using at the time. And because this was my job in the military was the tactical side of things companies realized real quick that this was cheaper to use us because you don't have to send a rep out to assemble the gear or you don't have to babysit us to make sure that we don't have the flashlight on. Yeah, backwards. you're doing the shit right. Yes. Yes. So word of mouth grew that. These are the guys the, to use for this kind of content. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And we had a lot of amazing, amazing clients. We did stuff for Tactical Taylor, Grey Ghost Gear index fasteners shane from index like that they they do all the raw kydex for everybody that makes a a, a kydex holster yeah, yeah, yeah like like we were doing so many fun projects with him like it, it was a lot of fun him and i were going to shot show and like i, I mean we were we were i was peddling a four by six photo album of pictures to booth people going hey could could could, could we do your catalog next time and all can, this can we time black rifle still not of it still no, not no. happening this yet. is this is 2011 yeah. 2012 yeah so so think about all the work that you did <laughs> to see people pe because you know our our audience is diverse because we have people that join in for the social issues that we talk about but we also have a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and it's interesting to hear you know how people think I try to tell them this, you know, 
but they don't hear it. And it's like, bro, it takes a long time to get the skills that you need doing things that you love or even maybe not love for free to be able to execute on a big play like, like you guys have and like we have. If we didn't have a client, and this is just a perfect example of what you just said. If we didn't have a client on the books for us to do work for, Gary was in my living room and we were doing uh, photos for a poster that we would take a movie poster that we would look at yeah. and we would recreate it completely in under a day. And just because it was honing our skills. Yeah. And also, these are things I was showing potential clients. Like, I'm not kidding. I went to Walgreens and printed, you know, 44 by six, like, picture prints and shoved them in a photo album and walked down every booth and said, can we, can we have your business? And so and actually <laughs> what you did was you created your own fucking spec book on fake ass shit yes. that you made up yep. just so you could show the work that you could do. And the, and the vow and, and my rate card right there was if we get to keep the first piece of equipment, then your first thing's free. Yeah. And everyone said, yes, they were like, wait, what? And they would look at it. It was great stuff. And they were like, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. We were, we were having a lot of fun. Yeah. But when I moved to El Paso, I realized quickly, like I lost my network that I had in Pensacola when me and Gary were in Florida. And now all of a sudden I'm in this new city and I don't have access to the bars and to the, and to the scenes and the things that I need for us to like do these, these things. And so I'm trying to come up with a way that I can network El Paso as fast as physically possible. And while I'm sitting at work with a couple of the, the guys, I say, we need to start a news team. And so we start Channel 275, Action News. We, we all go buy suits. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. On YouTube? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I know where this is going. But continue. So we buy this bright yellow van no it's one of those panels like no, no windows we wrap it with us like our because i have the photo studio so i take professional headshots of everybody in their suits and gary designs the graphics and now we have this news van and our lead anchor is a guy named butch rogers of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks it. Oh, so <laughs> I can't wait to show you these photos afterwards. But Bro, I'm just thinking that scene in Anchorman <laughs> yeah. where all the fucking news teams fight. That's what we look like. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We of. have horrible suits that we all bought at the, the yeah. hand-me-down store. We're, we have terrible hair. And I was Troy Rafferty and I was economics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's proper branding. <laughs> <laughs> so... We get this van wrapped, and then we go to K Fox, which is the, the Fox affiliate of El Paso, and we park it outside and we start harassing them. Like they're going out to their vans, and we're like, What's up? What's up? Where you go? What's the story? Like, like they're like, What's going on? Until Erica Castillo walks out, the lead anchor of, of El Paso comes out and is like, What are you guys doing? And we're like, we're the new, we're the new news team in town. And she's like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Oh, she and loved it. Yeah. So she invites us in. So now we're in the newsroom and now we're, we're taking pictures. Like, like we're like, okay, oh, Fox doesn't have nothing with us. <laughs> and so like, we tell them, we're like, Hey, we're just going to start. We're going to start poking at you guys on YouTube and you guys just share it as social assets. Like this is right when Facebook is kind of new, like where pages are new. 
And they're like, absolutely. Like she got, she was like, absolutely. So like we make this essentially like ransom video of Butch Rogers challenging uh, their lead anchor to a arm wrestling match. And if he wins, Erica gets to come over to our team. <laughs> and so we put that out and they're sharing it. And then like, we they were going to cover this wine festival and we show up and we keep we keep like scooting in on on where they are and like like and they just went with it dude they loved it because like awesome. even the audience they got them extra traffic <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instantly the radio station calls the big radio station over there called klaq and they're like hey what the fuck are you doing with this news team and we're like hey make us part of KLAQ and now we're fuck with K-Fox because you're the radio station and we're the radio station's news team. And they were like, fuck it, okay. So, <laughs> so now they set us up with five or six restaurants and we do this, there's this, this whole thing. Like we're going around, now, now I've met the city of El Paso and still to this day, and this is a quick uh, uh, antidote to this, is Erica Castillo is in the movie Range 15. She plays the anchor that's in the end oh, that's, that's on awesome. the news and that was filmed yeah. in k fox's studio yeah. <laughs> because we wanted her to be the anchor in the movie that's awesome. and her husband uh sean who is a, a marine and purple heart recipient marine veteran he's in the movie too like five different places i can point you out where he is and he him and erica were a crucial help of the uh, in the movie as well because we had um the deuce and a half broke in the middle of, of production and we're in Los Angeles, California. We had borrowed that from Battlefield Las Vegas. Now tell everybody what Article 15 was. Article 15 was- This the, is actually how I found out about Oh, well, yeah. Range 15's the movie. I'll yeah. go, I'll go. So, so after the news team is when I meet Matt. And when I meet Matt Best, he, he, had, he had put out these, these three really good videos that I was like, there's my missing piece. Like, I'm not the star. I'm- I'm 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 back here. I'm the editor. Mm -hmm. Like like mm -hmm. I'm the guy holding the camera. I'm like I've I found my star. Mm -hmm. Like like so so He's fucking hilarious. And, dude. and no kidding. Yeah. Matt sends in this. He sends in a um a message to this this Facebook page that I I helped administer, and he just says, "Hey, would you share my video?" And I watch it. I'm like, "This is phenomenal, dude." Um, call me. And he was like, well, I'm in the I was in the army. I was like, really? Where? He was like, I was a ranger. I go, what battalion? And I say BN because I know how to spot a fake real quick. And he was like, oh, second. And he sent me the photo of him in his, in his tambourine and everything. I was like, okay, call me. Here's my number. And he calls me and I just go, you got to come to El Paso. And he's like, what? Well, you got to come to El Paso. Like, I got a studio here. I got a news team. Like, you got to, <laughs> you, you, you got to get in on this. Let's go. Like, and he's just like, what? Like, like, just sticker shocked like what the bro fuck i just fucking happened? love it this is like dude this is the same shit this is how it's done dude and just do shit anybody that knows me yes anybody that knows me can say i move like this because i already see the end mm -hmm. but i don't explain it well mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to get you to to go yeah. along with it yeah, right yeah, now yeah. I'm not good at like, I'm not good at telling you because I already see it. Yeah. Like it's already like, oh yeah. no, we're going here. Mm -hmm. Like, so you just got to come along for the ride. Come yeah. on, trust me. Yeah. So Matt comes down. Uh, we film like three different videos that time. We're throwing out ideas. I do photos of him in the studio. And like I'm saying, I'm like, we got to make you look expensive. We got to make this look fucking like, like we, and we launched his Facebook page in my house that weekend, that first weekend. And uh, then he went back, he put out how to be an operator and that, 
that like shot up like and we were we had this whole network of all the gun and tactical pages it was called operation social media in this backend group that we had we accounted for 33 million likes and what we would do and it was everybody like like back when like before everybody started instantly like like cold dead hands was like one of the biggest ones back then they were the first to to see a million followers and like that was a big deal in 2013 Mm -hmm. like like the first the first gun personality to ever get a hundred thousand followers um was chris costa like and and that was a huge deal in the industry because nobody nobody had that power nobody had that celebrity you know unless you paid you know arlie ermy or something yeah to you know but only glock could afford that so yeah. like this started this started this huge wave and this new trend and and, and people started respecting social media more and so yeah, as soon as Matt's video started coming out, we were like, okay, hey, there's a there's an MBS video coming out on Tuesday. Everybody's everybody sign up who who's willing to share. And everybody be like, I am, I am, I am, I am, because it gave him traffic too. And and that was it. Like, boom, we just took off. And the videos, the videos were great though. It was something that the community had never seen. They had never seen comedy where a special operations veteran actually poked fun at them. Mm-hmm. And 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 poke fun at himself, poke fun at the community. Like nobody was doing that. Then. No, Everything it was, was very serious. It shit. was chest beating. Yes. And so all your, I remember this because yeah. as a fan, like I remember <laughs> watching all this happen, and it it changed the whole culture of the whole thing. Yeah, because when we launched Article Fifteen, all of our shirts were jokes. They were not cool guy like I'm gonna kill you if I see you yeah. type shit. It was yeah. all. We were making it like it was no shit. We had Joe's Jack Shack and it was a porta shitter. Like, <laughs> and it was the Joe's Crab Shack logo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was one of our shirts. Yeah. Like, it's all a joke. You know what's <laughs> funny though, dude? It's the, it's from what, you know, I didn't serve or anything, but I have a lot of, we have a lot of common friends, common people. Everybody I meet that's actually been in real shit and done real shit, they're all the fucking funniest dudes. It's like, you have to have a sense of humor to be able to do that. It's the only medicine. Yeah. The only medicine that keeps you sane after seeing the horrors of yeah. war. So, yeah, we, Matt and I launched Art 15 with, we had four other friends um, that, that, that were part of it. Cody, Zach, Brad. Brad was, uh, uh, he was an X-82nd Airborne guy. He was an accountant. And I traded him a DPMS AR-15 for three months worth of clean book CPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what the fucking cost. So, yeah. Cody put up the thirty four hundred dollars that we needed to to run the first phase of shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Zach was on operations, and we were and and, and uh, we got Rocco after our first like big event that we held. Yeah. So he came a couple months later, but we were off to the races and like that first. And he Rocco's done a fucking awesome career. Rocco yeah. fucking went and became a TV star. Yeah. Well, dude, he, he's a fucking star. Yes. Like when you meet him, you're like, I met him back in 2015 at my, he came to the house with Wida. Oh wow. And fucking bro, I knew right away. I'm like, this dude is a fucking, dude, I, yeah. the first time I saw him, the thing, the first thing I asked him was, have you ever been on camera? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, what? I was like, do you want to be on camera? Yeah. <laughs> because I see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so the first we launch January fifteenth, the Article Fifteen clothing store comes out, come becomes live in two thousand thirteen. 
We had teased it in the two videos prior to that, how to work out like an operator and, and a few others where it was like art 15 clothing coming soon. And then like a lot of comments of what is this? What is this? What is this? So we went live on February 1st, we had $10,000 in gross sales, but to, to us, I mean, we are all E5s in, in the military, Matt's contracting and Cody, you know, is our CFO. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, that's a 120,000 a year business he's like this not bad boys so like, yeah and and mine and matt's goal was can we get two thousand extra dollars a month to spend on like helicopter rentals machine guns and cool, cool shit. cameras yeah. for us to make better videos yeah and like that's our goal that was that was success for us and then february rolls around and it's thirty thousand dollars in gross sales and cody in the meeting says the same thing right? 300,000 a year company. Uh, this actually, this actually, my $3,400 actually made sense here. Yeah. <laughs> and then March rolls around and it's 68. And April rolls around and it's 100. Fuck. And we're going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And by October of 2013, we had grossed $1 million in sales. Bro. And we're all looking at each other like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, dude. That's and, amazing. You know, we built our company, basically the, the foundation of our shit pre-internet. Took me 10 years to get to a million dollars, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah. Pre-internet, though. Yeah. That's very I difficult. I know. And these kids think they got it hard now with the fucking internet. <laughs> That's amazing. And, but but, but look, at, look at those videos. Took you fuckers, what? Eight, that's eight months? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. And, and it was, we were, it was very strategic. Like, we would we would put a, a viral video out that would get one to two million views, and at the end of that video, we would we would have a product that that referenced a joke in the video. So like how to be a man, fuck lettuce. That was one scene where he just goes, fuck lettuce. <laughs> fuck lettuce the shirt? has sold over thirty-eight thousand <laughs> bro pieces. I think that was the first shirt I ever saw you guys was the fuck lettuce shirt. Didn't it have like a fucking steak? Yeah, on it just it? had a steak. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I remember that shirt from 10 fucking years ago. Think about that. That's so wild. I didn't even fucking know you guys. I remember that shirt. That's awesome, dude. So so all this is going on. Matt's still deploying. So what, what? Do you what, guys still print the fuck lettuce shirt? No, we need to do a. Re, okay, we need I, to be a. Re, can you make me one? Yes, I like one hundred percent. I will make you a gold one. I, I will fucking wear it. <laughs> I will like, fucking I'll wear it. I'll use the gold, the shiny gold. Yes, like, and you're the it. only one that has the I, gold. I fuck will lettuce. wear it on the fucking show, bro. <laughs> I love it. So Matt is coming to my house for a week to two weeks. I'm taking a hundred to two hundred photos in different outfits and everything. We're doing as much as we can on videos. And then he deploys for 45 days. And I'm posting everything as if, like, so no one knows this. Like, they just think, like, I've got all this banked. And now it's just going up. Like, and then he comes back and we bank everything again. He goes and deploys and, and that goes. So an email comes down. And this is around March of, of 2013. And the email is from someone very high up in Matt's program in, in the agency. So Matt's kind of fucking like pingy. He's like, dude, I keep hearing that someone up top is asking about me. Like, I don't know what this is about. He goes, I just got this email. Will you call this guy? Like, since you're kind of like the straight yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. 
And so I take Kinda lunch. feel them out. Yeah, see what I, the fuck's up. Yeah. I take lunch at 11.30, like, because I'm on base. Like, I'm still yeah. a fucking E5 running the training department in Attack P Squadron. And I take lunch, and I go sit in my shitty Nissan Xterra, and I call this phone number, and it's Evan Hafer. And I stay on the phone with him for the entire lunch, an hour and a half, laughing my ass off, because by the end of the conversation, Evan has told me that he wants to fucking build a... a uh, a contraption that'll sling a, a Toyota Prius into the air so we could shoot it with a tank. Like so, skit. you're like, holy shit! Another another <laughs> one of my brothers. We found we found <laughs> another one. And like, no kidding. And you guys are fucking sweating balls, man. You're like, oh shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're fucked. Yeah. So when I get back on with Matt, I'm like, bro, this guy is fucking awesome. Like, I'm going up to Utah to meet him. So I fly to Utah like weeks later. Like it wasn't even that much time to meet Evan. And he's living right in downtown Park City. It was fucking badass. Yeah. And like, dude, the second he picks me up, it's like, brrr, brrr. he's like, I really want to get out. You know, I, I have these ideas. He had started this, this uh, company called Twist Rate, which was um, all of the crowdfunding websites will not touch anything tactical or weapon related. But there are tons of our friends in the military and in contractors that have developed really cool widgets and, and equipment, but they just don't know how to how to product like how to patent them and how to get started. So Twistrate was going to be the Kickstarter for the tactical world, and I was like, "Dude, we're in! This sounds awesome! We're in!" And it's the a great fucking idea. First day sounds it, like yeah, at least. It, I mean, yeah. yeah, in theory, but again, it, I guess we'll just find out in a minute. <laughs> yeah, there just wasn't enough. There wasn't enough support for it. Like it wasn't mm. as big. Like everybody wasn't like running to be like, oh, I've got a product. I've yeah. got a, like it just maybe the wrong time. I don't know. Maybe shit, that, that shit might work now. Yeah, it might work now because yeah. everybody is back to kind of yeah. building and designing and yeah. trying. And nobody wants to work with these big ass fucking yeah. shit bag companies anymore. So that very first day that I meet Evan, he's like, well, I, I, dude, I have this, I have this book of all these fucking t-shirt designs I've always wanted to do. I'm like, well, fucking get one out right now because I've got artists on speed dial. And he's like, well, I want, I want a, an elk fucking a deer or a unicorn fucking an elk with a fish on its head. And I just wanted to say gone fishing. And I'm fucking, I get on the phone with this guy and I'm like, all right, we want a unicorn fucking an elk uh, with a fish on its head. And it says gone fishing. And he's like, wait, no, I wanted to say outdoor magic. <laughs> that shirt exists. Did it do well? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first. Bro, I've been so overthinking my whole life. <laughs> Holy shit. Between this and fucking watching these motherfuckers do this shit the last three years without questioning a fucking thing. Motherfucker, I have way been overthinking it. Holy shit. <laughs> Outdoor magic. Outdoor magic. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I'm an idiot. But like. I come home still laughing. Like, and when I tell Matt, like what we did, like he's so confused. Like what you, you, what you designed a shirt with fucking an elk. What, what outdoor magic? What the fuck is going on? Well, it is outdoor yeah. magic. <laughs> yeah. So, so as soon as Matt gets home, we all go out there. He meets Evan. Like it's, we're all having fun. Yeah. Evan, come, or Evan yeah. comes out to El Paso. Like I've got the photo of us in my garage, bro. And and we've got a whiteboard and we're like fucking everywhere. Like, Let me ask you a real question. I, just to stop the story. Was it more fun then or now? 
Oh, I, I would go back to the ground. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Pe- people, you, you guys out there building shit do not understand how much fun it is to do what you're doing. Yes. To see, I would trade it all to see Matt and Evan's excitement and smiles like yeah. that again. Yeah. Like, like I loved, yeah. I loved it. We were on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing like we we could have built a tank in that garage like yeah. with with what we had around there if we if if that was it and that's so fucking awesome so then like that's when we start learning you know evan has this this hobby and this passion for coffee every time we come to salt lake he's taking us to the best coffee place he's talking about coffee and and everything's coffee he's got this one pound roaster in his basement that i've you know sleep in every time i he's went the there dude from black hawk down bro he's the coffee guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah, we wanted to mess with that scene, but that guy actually actually went to jail for child porn. So, oh yeah, like yeah, well, it, it, it was an iconic. One. Yeah, it was an iconic like yeah. like coffee thing, and it was like oh we wanted, and then we looked it up. It was like oh yeah, we're gonna stay away from that. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, the coffee like he was roasting in, in his basement in a one pound roaster, and he had this book. It was like all these roasts that he had created, and he was ordering beans from all over the world, like high quality beans, and doing all this shit with coffee. And around fall, he was like, hey, can, let's launch a coffee with, with Art 15. So he gets with Gary, our designer, and he's like, I want to do this coffee. And Gary does this, this, this bag, and it's called Dark Roasted Freedom um, from Freedom Roasters, which was a fake company. But we just built this bag that's got the Art 15 logo. It's a beautiful bag. Um, and... Evan goes down to public coffee and, and, and roasts the profile he wants, and he runs 500 bags. We ship those to our um, fulfillment center, and we do this video called Operator vs. Grinch. And this is, this is in uh, 2013, the, the, uh, December, like leading up to Black Friday. And we advertise Dark Roasted Freedom, and it, 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 it sold, like sold within you know, six days or so, like just flew off the whole run pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome, I think, I, I, I think when I got the box back, we had, and these are the only ones we have left. Actually. I think, I think there was like four or five left. Um, but the big thing was, is our customers and our audience kept writing in how fucking good it was. They thought they kept saying, I just bought this because I thought the bag was cool, but this was actually really fucking good. So every time I would get that, I would just screenshot it and send it to Evan. I'm like, look, dude, you did fucking well. Like, this is That's legit. Awesome. And he like, no shit responds. All right, well, I'm going to start a coffee company. I was like, fuck yeah, we're in. Like, like yeah. hell yeah, we're in. Yeah. And so, yeah, that December, he shows the logos and is like, look at it. It's BRCC. And he's laughing. He's now, like, what year is this again? 2014. Okay. Or no, this is, this is 13. Like, the end of 13. in January Got is it. when like he officially hit it. Um. But he's like, BRCC. He's like, uh, backroom casting guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I think that motherfucker went to jail for that. Really? Yeah, the, black, the backroom oh, wow. casting couch guy. Anyway, if you don't know, don't even fucking ask. Yeah. You either know or you don't. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Bro. So he shows me the logo, and I, like, immediately, I'm like, I love that. Like, that is awesome. Like I could, I like, like I said, I looked at it and I saw how much further that went than art 15, like right away. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, okay, that actually like, that could be Nike. Mm -hmm. That could be like, like it has it like art 15, art 15 was a, was a lifestyle, but it was kind of a comedy like brand and, and, and 
it, it didn't have legs to stand on itself if we weren't constantly putting things out yeah. and, 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 and kind of reinventing it. So he goes forward with that. Um, he puts out these two commercials that he films that are, that are wacky and funny. And then um, we start getting a bunch of trolls. Like, and, well, they and come. Evan is dump trucking them under the Black Rifle Coffee Facebook name. So like these trolls are over there like, what the Black Rifle Coffee? And he's like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> no, he's like, hey man, I think I saw you off exit 34 at the truck stop. You had two dicks in your mouth. Like that's <laughs> coming from Black Rifle Coffee. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like he is body slaying anybody that comes over. So I can't, I, I can't wait to meet with my customer service team Monday. <laughs> so i grab my camera shit and i drive over to butch rogers's house <laughs> dude I, fucking <laughs> I can't wait to show you butch because you're gonna go this is the greatest human being on planet earth his real name is tyler putterball he's a, he's still a tech p he's up in washington state he's the greatest person on the planet like the nicest person but you look at him you're like you are it's from the, you're from the 70s yeah. butch rogers <laughs> um and i i light him up and he's wearing a He's wearing this this really thin muscle tank, and he's and he's reloading ammo, sweating with a bandana on. And we do this video called the Troll Policy, and he's like, "Here at Black Rifle, we're fucking men. We don't have time for stupid things like the internet." And he's loading ammo in between. He's like, "So if you like our coffee, great. If you don't, we don't give a fuck." <laughs> like, and he's just <laughs> and that. That video goes out as the black rifle troll policy. It was the first video we saw get a hundred thousand views. And like, then the, then fans started pouring in of like, okay, this is fucking hilarious. Like, this is awesome. And then, and then, you know, we started, started really looping in black rifle stuff with art 15. And then that was kind of when range 15, the movie was coming about. And Evan was in that movie very briefly gets his dick ripped off. Oh. But, by a zombie midget. That's not fun. Did you see the movie? No, I never oh. saw it. Uh, yeah, that, which yeah, was he weird. Pulls it off, and that's why we couldn't get a rating. Well, we couldn't even happens, get NC seventeen because we had more than fucking zombies. Dude. One second of a hard exposed dick was in our movie that we wouldn't cut. If you have more than one second of a hard exposed dick, so there's too much of that makes it X rated. Well, they won't rate it. Oh, yeah, so it. we got NR, uh, <laughs> bro. And here's the funny thing. Here's a fun fact for you guys listening to the show. This is very weird. So, <clears throat> where was the premiere of that movie? We did. We did the premiere of of the trailer at yeah. Shot Show in in Vegas. Yeah, but no, no, no. You guys did a special premiere at oh, Sundance. Yes, we did the advance. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the preview at so Sundance these guys, Film Festival. These guys previewed their film at Sundance. In the very next fucking bar, the very next fucking bar, I spoke that night. The very next bar. And it's, here we are fucking sitting here. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah. And dude, that night. So great story. I, I spoke to veterans because there was a ton of veterans in the area for that. Yeah. That were transitioning from military into entrepreneurship. It was a room of like, I don't know, a hundred people. It was a very small room, all veterans. And these, you're right next door. Yeah, that's it's fucking so crazy. Wild. Dude. Yeah. Like and a funny story about Sundance is it's, you know, the, the media there is all liberal. So they watch the trailer to Range 15, which is horrendous, like like the, the the so far opposite of them. 
And the first, like after the trailer stops and because the first showing you do is all for the press, all the writers, they, they want to see it. And then, and then they, they have a Q and a, so we're standing up, I'm standing up top with Nick Palmashano, Tim Kennedy, Matt Bess, Rocco, like we're all up there for the Q and a first reporter. Do you think it's in good taste for you to make fun of Marcus Luttrell? And Marcus goes, well, that was me that was making fun of me. <laughs> and she turns around and he's like, I'm pretty sure I earned the right to fucking make fun of myself. <laughs> and she's like, oh God. <laughs> because the final line in the trailer is the zombie attacking Marcus and, and Nick looking over and go, well, I guess we're the lone survivors. <laughs> Dude. Dude, those motherfuckers don't know what to do when you do shit like that. No, they, like yeah. her head was going to explode yeah. because like you could tell like she was ready, like that her whole piece was going to be around how distasteful this was yeah. to do that. And Marcus is, and Mar dude, Marcus, and I think that this is on film somewhere, but he goes into this tirade, like almost directed right at her about the sacrifice. And, and if we, if we're not allowed to have comedy, like, how the fuck am I supposed to live he's fucking in a right. future? And dude, there's an American flag behind him as he's like, he's like getting more and more. So and like, like, it was like, oh my God, magic. like this was, yeah. <laughs> this was planned. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. No, it was super funny. So yeah, we did the movie. Uh, we did the movie with Ross Patterson, one of the, the, the co-founders, co-creators and hosts of Drinking Bros. Uh, Drinking Bros, you know, later that year is when we started the podcast was early 2015 and or mid 2015 it was really it was ex exact it was what month was it i want to say our first episode aired on thanksgiving of 2015 okay we we started in june of 2015 okay yeah so we were right there yeah we talked about that yesterday in the gym <laughs> getting your fitness stuff done yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a fitness. I know guy. you're serious. I'm changing now. my yeah. uh, Instagram handle to JT how, how, how many protein shakes you drink today? 14. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a little below average, but. Okay. Yeah. We'll I need more. We can work on that. All right. All right. All right. Well, there's mayonnaise in most of them. Oh, well, that, well, that counts as double. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The movie. <laughs> fucking milk chicken. <laughs> milk chicken? Yeah. Milk oh, chicken. I got to show you that video. <laughs> I can't wait to show you that video because this, this is the type of stuff like. I just want to run your comedy division. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I'm in. <laughs> Perfect. So we, uh, the, the movie was, a, uh, it was wild because we crowdfunded it. We crowdfunded it. We, we partnered with our direct competitor, Ranger Up. So I want everybody to think about this. Like we at the time didn't know them. We at the time saw them as someone to try and overtake mm -hmm. or take down you yeah. know when you're new to destroy and them. you're like oh yeah yeah yes. i want to fuck over the big guy i used to be like, like that too bro until yeah. you yeah until you realize like but we can get but a lot we, further together we changed that yeah, yeah it was wait like and that's what i thought like i no kidding was like you know at, at the end of the like i i saw that i had this cloud over me from something that i had respected beforehand and looked up to and went, okay, when I got into the, because I've had to have this conversation with so many people nowadays of like pulling them in and saying, hey, coming into the business space, you cannot come in with piss and vinegar wanting to fucking punch him. No, you'll get kicked off the yes, motherfucking ladder. 100%. People don't understand that. I talk about that all the time. Like there's, there's a ladder and people who are up towards the top who have become, there's this weird thing in business. And by the way, I fell into it as well. Yeah. 
when I was young, I started building a, a company. I looked at all the bigger companies. I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. We're going to fucking kill them. And it turns out we never affected them at all. They just kind of did their own thing and went their own ways. And yeah. we grew. And a and lot of those companies are still big and still exist. You know, but if you cut, but I can tell you this, me having that attitude cost me a lot of fucking time. Yeah. And, and that's where I, I caught myself. And I, yeah. and, I, and I brought it to the guys. I'm like, hey, what if we, what if we invite Ranger up in on this movie? Project? Yeah. And of course, Cody, the CFO is like, well, well yeah, that would cut our cost in half. Because originally Range 15, we were going to fund ourselves and we had set the budget at 325000 mm -hmm. We were just going to sell shirts until we made that block of money. Mm -hmm. We were going to make the movie and, and, and put it out. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it wasn't huge plans, but we knew we wanted to do a, a, a real film, like a comedy. And so I send the email to Nick Palmashano randomly from you know, JT at art15clothing.com. I sent him the script. It then was called Zone 15. I said, hey. And I sent him a, a like a three slide plan that said, you know, here is here is the budget. Here's how we're going to release it. Here's how we're going to monetize it. Here's the plan. He emailed me back. I want to say like an hour later, saying, "We've wanted to do this forever. We're in. Yeah. Let's get a meeting." Isn't that so crazy? now we went from like thinking that we needed to take this big dog down and, and Ranger up as evil and blah, 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 blah. But in the back of our heads, we're also like, those guys are kind of the, the fucking, the bee's yeah. knees. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, we're invited to go sit down with Ranger up, Tim Kennedy, Jack Mandeville, Nick Palmashano. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And we fly to North Carolina and we sit down and, and have this talk about, about, the script and everything dude there's they had scripts printed out for everybody and then you know they had plant like a whiteboard with things of that they wanted to add to it and and then you know nick brought up he's like well what do you think about crowdfunding and i was against it at first because i always feel kind of embarrassed like asking for anything yeah. and i felt like the community at the time knew that we were doing well because as you you saw mm -hmm. the climb and you saw the the increase in production value mm -hmm. and better stuff and more guns and things like that so they're like yeah you guys are making money so i felt that it would be received wrong you had a little we, you had a little uh success guilt yes yeah and but i just i just thought that it was going to be received wrong because what i didn't think about and this is what nick finally changed me on he goes no get away from the mindset that you're asking them for something. You're letting them you're be a part of it. You're asking them to be a piece of yes. it. Yes. And I didn't think like that then. And now I've seen it because the people that still to this day come up to me and say, I donated to Range 15 and that yeah, was the greatest thing I've ever got to do. Yeah, it's fucking like, awesome, dude. And so we launched this off. And I mean, I'm telling you, man, like we, we make this. By the way, we're one of the only movie campaigns to, to try and raise money for a movie that had nothing for the movie in the video trying to raise money for the movie saying like it was just literally we're gonna make a movie yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and the goal was three hundred and fifty thousand. and dude the night before like nick is so nervous and he's like dude you, you think we're gonna you think we're gonna make it and i'm like okay well if the launch video hits eighteen thousand shares it gives us a million views on facebook that should give us around 6,000 people that actually go to it. Like I'm, I'm trying to break down the conversion yeah, yeah, math yeah. and I'm like, yeah, man, I think, I think we're going to make it like, like we got 45 days. We're going to make it. Boom. This thing goes out. It hits 350 in like the first 10 hours. 
shut the fuck up. And we're like, oh, what? And Nick's like, I'm going to, I'm going to raise the goal. And we're like, why? He's like, we're going to add more explosions. So he puts this graphic on. That's like, if we get to 450, we're going to have big explosions. (laughs) And then, and then it, it screams past 450 in like three days. And we're like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What are we going to do? He's like, we're, we're going to get a celebrity <laughs> if we get to 500. And it's like, so we kept Dude. posting these updates. Screams past it. We end up raising $1.3 million for Range 15, the third highest crowdfunded film in history at the time. Dude. The only yeah, the things that beat us out were like Super Troopers 2. How, like, how exciting was that? It, it was exciting, but it was nerve-wracking because now it was like, because you, you can see, 14,000, 15,000, 18,000 donors. And I'm going, oh, that's a lot of people to let down if we yeah. fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that happened. Like yeah. this, this, and this is where the story turns to. Like we raise all this money and now you have three massive creative entities, Ross, Ranger Up, and us, all now like, we have a million and a half dollars to make a movie. No, 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 no. It's getting yeah. pulled yeah. in every direction. We need to do this. We need to do this. Yeah. And, and fighting ensued. Yeah. Uh, and in June, like uh, the, the thing closed the end of May and we got Ranger Up's rewrite back and Matt threw it against the wall and was like, this is a disaster. Like he hated some of the things that were written there. He didn't like the way he was written as a character. You started, you started writing it as a committee. Well, yeah. Too many and, fucking, and so, yeah. so like, oh God, I was sweating like a yeah. fucking, like it was the most awful like five days, like where I was like, we've, we've just raised all this fucking money and now nobody's getting along. Everybody mm-hmm. fucking hates the project. Like this is a fucking disaster. I hate this. Let me off the ship, please. And finally, like, we were honest with Nick. Matt was honest with Nick. He said, I didn't like the rewrite. Nick goes, all right, Jack and I are going to fly out to El Paso. I'm going to rent a conference room and we're not going to leave that room until we are all happy with the script and no shit. They get on a plane. We are, we are in a Holiday Inn Express in a conference room and Nick has taped giant butcher paper up around the whole room and we have the laptop and we have scripts for everybody. He's like, let's go read it. And everybody sat at the table and we acted it out in there and rewrote the whole thing, like from start to finish for dialogue and, and position and using, using each uh, scene change. Uh, like those big pieces of paper were all were like when we changed scenes and how we got there. So we made sure that it flowed. And, and then we walked out of there and everybody was, was happy again. And I know, so it's finally like, oh God, I can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, a lot of times when you get all those people trying to make decisions about your product, you end up with a watered down bullshit version. But yeah. The thing is, is you have a lot of very creative people yeah. that all have their own vision. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, this is a shared vision. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's difficult a very difficult yeah, thing. Man. Like you want to talk about the... <laughs> one of the hardest fucking team exercises on the planet getting three creative entities together to work together (laughs) how how long did that take two days that's not we we got through the whole thing in two days and um and then 
in October of 2015, we went into production and it was 13 days for 90 pages. So, oh, it was wild. There's a documentary on, um, on Amazon about it called Not a War Story. It shows like how gnarly it was to, to try and get all that in, in, in 13 days. You shot the whole thing? Yeah. In 13 days? Yes. It's, it's That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> You're talking like 10, 12 pages a day. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> so we did it like through a lot of gray hairs, like a lot of, because again, like uh, I was talking with Ross about this at, uh, a couple days ago when I was on drinking bros after the show. And I was like, you know, it sucks when you are a lead actor and the executive producer of a project because you have to give a performance but you're also in the know of all the fuck ups that are happening and the budget and the like every, dude, every, every day we would, we would start at 5. AM. We would cut it off at, at, at 10 or 11 because of uh, labor loss. Like the crew would go into overtime and then you have to stop overtime at a certain piece at 11 o'clock myself, Matt, Nick, Ross, Rocco would all go in the trailer and the line producer would tell us who stole from us, what went over today, what's missing what like and you're just like dude God. and then when that meeting's over you know it's 45 minute meeting at 11 45 okay the van's here to take you back to your hotel i'll see you at five yeah it's like oh God. yeah <laughs> and oh by the way we're covered in fake blood through the whole movie like this is <laughs> yeah. something i didn't think about when we wrote this thing that's yeah. like every day you're just sticky with this corn syrup and yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh god oh but we got through it. Yeah. We made a movie. That's fucking that. We went to 750 theaters nationwide, all of which had an after party. And I'm here to say that is the only time that's ever happened in history. There has been relationships, wives, and babies that, that started the night of range 15. I know that's fucking of, awesome. of a marriage that yeah. came out of, they met at the, at the, at the first showing of range 15. So it's like, and the fans, the first, the year after the year anniversary, after it had came out, they had all got together and they hired a designer and they, and, and the day to the day, one year to the day, Jan, uh, June 16th, a person hand sh like showed up every location that all of us was at. Like we were all over the country, but one, somebody showed up with these two books and the books were photos <laughs> and like notes from every screening. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like. You go through this thing like photos of the theaters, like they were bringing costumes and like they, had bro, <laughs> that is super cool, man. For them to do that, yeah, like probably one of the coolest gifts I've ever, I've ever gotten. Yeah, I sure. still to this day I show everybody when they come. I'm like, you have to see this. Like yeah. this is so wild. That's fucking awesome, dude. So what? So let's talk a little bit about uh, Black Rifle becoming the massive. <laughs> amazing american coffee machine that it has become yeah so um matt and i roll out to our iraq tour with the movie in in um july of 2016 we get back from that i want to say july 20th and on the 22nd i'm like we're loading up and going to salt lake he's like all right and we tell Evan, like, we're coming to you. Like, it's time to focus on Black Rifle. Like, the movie's done. 
It's out, over, we're coming to help. So we drive to Salt Lake where me and Matt are sharing a, a single bedroom apartment with a, with a twin bed. I'm on a cot in the living room. Uh, and we're in a, Evan's in a rented office space that he's sharing with another company. And there's, there's two, maybe three employees at the time. The first couple days, we write every awesome video idea that we could come up with together on this, this big uh, piece of countertop I think he had just sitting in there. And then I say, can I have, can I have a little bit of, of money from the company to buy a computer and build a studio in this closet? And he's like, yeah. So I go get a Mac laptop. I buy some monitors. I buy foam and everything. And we we foam out this this whole room and like the next day matt and i and rocco write the song safety brief <laughs> and record it and we have that animated and put that out and then um like a week and a half later we shoot the how to be an american and that gets 88 million views on facebook and black rifle went from averaging three three thousand dollars a day to like 15 to 20 consecutively like and it, it just and then within two months evan's looking to try and buy a building like and he, he's going through one of our partners and friends like that that was very wealthy that's like okay we need a space we need a space and we find this building we move into it and you know there were we were sitting four, four of us were sitting on the floor on the carpet and lawn chairs in the washington room which is we call the washington room because we have the giant uh wrapped wall of washington crossing the delaware <laughs> that's awesome dude. <laughs> that's fucking and awesome. we're we're just throwing out ideas and okay what's next what are we doing here and all while like we're still kind of like squatting in salt lake like we're We've, we've just moved into this building, Matt and I, you know, we still have, uh, you know, people in El Paso and going back and forth. Um, and so then, yeah, we find I, Evan found a new house to move into and I just took his lease at his current house and moved my wife at the time and the kids down there, yeah. put them in. But like, I lived at that office. Like I started decorating our side, obviously I started wrapping walls and like, cause I, I gotta have my space. I get know? it. I built, I built three studios, yeah. you know, there was a music studio, a podcast studio. So we like, we got everything, uh, everything down there. We moved Dave down to Salt Lake and, and got the podcast back up and running. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, even like Jason Rao came in from breaking Benjamin and recorded the guitar tracks to one of their latest albums in the studio, like a day after I got it set up. That's like, fucking <laughs> awesome, man. That is awesome. And Man, the meeting, and I have a lot of this stuff on phones and I've, I've data logged so many things like, like, cause I, I just had the foresight of like filming certain meetings at certain mm -hmm. times, because again, this is still, I always kind of assume that I'm on borrowed time. Like I'm, yeah. I always feel like I'm not supposed to be here. So yeah. I'm yeah. taking advantage of this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I just remember like Evan talking in that Washington room one day, there was a conversation, you know, he was having this conversation of the potential for this thing to go to a billion dollar company one day probably 10 to 12 years later and it happened three years ago. yeah like, so it's like and that was so far-fetched and foreign like at the time where it was like what that's and fucking like, amazing man. dude and you know like like so he gives me the task 
everybody was pretty fucking grinded up then too. Like mm-hmm. it was stressful. Mm-hmm. So like everybody's kind of testy. People, you know, the honeymoon phase is fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everybody's fucking tired yeah. and things like that. Like I'm, I'm staying at the office until like fucking nine o'clock at night and shit. Like just anything, any anything and anything that I can find to like fix, do whatever the hell it is. And then he's like, "We need to get a fucking coffee shop in here." So I get crumb Aaron crumb from Nitro Circus. Like, and he he loves the story because he. He said he would come over to consult because he's he's, a, he's also a general contractor. It was, he's like, he's like, I'll just tell you what you need to do, but I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Just tell us what we need to do. And he comes over and then no shit. Like an hour later, he's got a tool belt on and we're both fucking taking down walls. <laughs> like, and yeah, yeah, three months into the project, he's like, God damn it. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> but yeah, like we design, we start ripping down walls and like, and and start building this coffee shop with and i did it with him like the very first one like i was in there nailing the fucking wood panels to the wall like on a rainy sunday afternoon trying to get as far as ahead of schedule as we could to get this thing moving you know and and like i remember like uh i had the lights installed and again like i'm pulling my hair out and like evan walks in he's like these fucking lights look shit i'm like I didn't even notice. Okay. <laughs> like, what lights do you want? He's like, I'll go get the fucking lights. And he, he rolls out and he comes back with these awesome lights. I'm like, where the fuck do you even find these? Like, <laughs> he's like, ah, I knew a place. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I remember him fucking so pissed, pissed about the lights, but yeah, we got that coffee shop up and running and that, that like changed the mood too, because now like Evan had a spot like to start doing what he loved best. Yeah. Coffee stuff. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, things just kept Things things were on fire then. Like it's like trying to remember it now. It's like now what 20, year is this? This is like this is through 2017. Going into 2018 is when that's when like first investors come in and the talk is we need to move to San Antonio. And we're like, what? Like we just moved here. <laughs> and he was like, We need to move to San Antonio. I'm like, all right, well, we're fucking moving to San Antonio. <laughs> and, and no kidding, like when I think about how it like unfolded, like it was no kidding, like overnight one day, it was like, all right, we all got to go to San Antonio. And then like, I woke up and like 20 of us are in a hotel together in San Antonio. Like, and then we rent this house that we call grandma's house. That's where we're going to work every day. Did you call it grandma's house because of the movie? No, it's, it's, it's grandma's house. Cause it was, it was furnished like a, yeah. it was just furnished like a, like, oh, like a, a grandma's house. woman's house. Yeah. Okay. And it was on a golf course. But that's like where we were working out of every day because we didn't have a building. And so like then it, then we're we go grandma's. through the process Got of, of, of trying to find a building. And okay, we think we found a building and we find a building. And then again, we're back to like where we were in the beginning of 2017 where we get into this building and there's five of us sitting in there like, mm, all right. And here I got to go. I got to build another fucking studio. <laughs> no shit, man. <laughs> got to get the podcast up and running. We're in San Antonio now. Like. <laughs> So I put the I put the drinking bro studio together up in there, and we we it, it, it's never not we never missed one. Yeah. So we always did it and uh, got that studio up and running, and then we we ended up finding the Black Rifle Ranch that we were able to lease, and we started producing like our Halloween videos out there, and and started putting up the archery targets and and everything, and like really starting to to just design the the brand and we we 
you know, the Bernie store opens up. It's a partnered store, you know, ran by, by Mason who owns the gun store right there. It's, it's one of the, it's the only black rifle that has a gun store attached to it. Mm -hmm. Like that you could walk through. That's really cool. So it's like, once you started seeing these things tangible, like, like they, they got the fire again. Like, mm -hmm. so everybody, again, everybody's yeah. all over the place. Nobody has like a specific role. It's just, you know, it's fucking organized shit. chaos. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, bro. I get that. Every phase we've gone through as well, it's, it's, that comes around. Like when we moved into this building, it was like that. We moved into our last building, it was like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, everything that you're, that you're saying is like, I'm just sitting over here like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking get it, dude. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just us. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, it's so much to unpack. Like, yeah, so how mentally fucked up are you now? <laughs> very. <laughs> I have a lot of trust issues. A lot Holy of trust shit, issues. Man. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. So that's... Um, so you guys you guys go public, right? Yeah. And and now one of your big initiatives is is the retail stores. Yes. Retail stores and then also so we have a few few initiatives here that are that are that are going down. We've again, we've Evan has always kept us online with this content is king. Like we have to be the leaders of content in, in, inspire, inform, entertain. Let's go. Like like and and so that was pushing brand you know he was i can't believe they fucking use that same thing <laughs> like we never talked about this he before. briefed that too like that became our our pillar in 2017 i believe is when he briefed that to us dude i have an equation that i use i teach it really yeah it's e2i equals e it's education entertainment impact equals engagement holy shit yeah that's what i teach <laughs> That's where I fucking teach. It's it's fucking. That's why I can't wait to get him here because he's gonna he's gonna. Bro, the, we the sparks do, coming back. We got to do a show. Yeah. With you three guys oh, yeah. and then our guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. That'd be super yeah. sick. Um. So yes, we have the BRCC fund, which we're we're the initiatives there are to really lift up a lot of these veteran charities that are doing very impactful work. You know, it's time. Yeah, we saw a ton of veteran charities spark up everywhere, but going through and finding the ones that are really doing impactful work in the community and helping these veterans either transition or get help or anything that's needed, like, like that's a big thing. Retail store expansion, big thing. We've got to get these stores, you know, up and running as well as, you know, Evans in development of the process for how we're going to take applicants to become store owner operators. Mm -hmm. So like taking a veteran that the wants right to people. have a store right. yeah and that that generally doesn't doesn't have the money or the or, or the network to be able to raise the money but if they go through the program that takes like two years then we will we will provide that dude that's how we do our <laughs> shit we take for our retail store franchisees for supplement superstores we take our employees, we make, they have to go as an employee. They have to work, they get, work every station. Yeah. And then once, <laughs> once we feel confident enough that they can do it, they have the option to get funded by us to do it. That's amazing. It's the same shit you're doing. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I love here. this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's so many parallels. I know. And then, yeah. yeah, like he said, like I was telling you yesterday, like he really wants to do this Shark Tank style initiative where we're going to start taking in these dreamers, these veteran veteran dreamers and, and entrepreneurs and saying, all right, we're here to help. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. 
And I'm excited for that because yeah. I think that's a that's big deal. That's going to be amazing. Like, like I would love nothing more than go in and teach somebody how to message. Like this is what I like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's cool too, dude? I think, I think first of all, I think the, the table is now set for that to, to really go. Yes. Um, people have become awake to the, the, the true monopoly that we face as small business owners. Now, you guys aren't small. We're not small, but we're still small business because we're not owned by big business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, the, the table is set for people. They, want, they don't want to see any more of these Hollywood jerk-offs fucking pretending to help people and shit. No. They want to see real motherfucking Americans helping other real people do when real you shit. You want to be able to feel it yes. too. Like this morning, you could feel it here. The community sees it. They yeah. can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that goes further than anything else. Because, dude, touch it. yes, because, <laughs> dude, they are, we are all the same. And people are starting to r- really understand that there is an us, the normal citizens of America, and a them, the motherfuckers that try to squeeze every ounce of fucking profitability out of us. Yeah, they're just breeding consumers. Cor- that correct. is it. That's all they want us dude, to be. Dude, they wouldn't is- be putting... 400 pound fucking fitness models on TV uh, and then teaching you to sit at home and order all your food and watch fucking whatever streaming service that you have. They wouldn't be doing, they're creating consumers. Those people consume more. Yes. Those people consume more food. They consume more data. They consume more health products, uh, meaning like big pharma. You need health products. Right. To to not die from being so fucking unhealthy. Like, (laughs) this is the play, and people are becoming wise to it. And that gives an opportunity for people like us to actually go out and do real shit because, dude, people are not stupid. They see what's going on. And no matter how hard they push this and propagate this fucking bullshit on us, this woke, stupid ass shit that nobody agrees with, the more people are looking for an alternative to support. I think your whole, dude, I think you guys could fucking take down Starbucks. Like legit. I don't know if you ever talk about that, but like when I see the fucking stores and I see the inside of the store and I see their, their culture is, is, is imploding themselves. Let's just say that like hundred percent, if you're going to, you know, allow homeless and, and kick out cops and, and do all this stupid bullshit. It's like, you're, you're you're not going to win. Nobody wants to go there. No, if if it's not safe, first off. Yeah. If safety is a fucking is, is an afterthought, go, nobody wants to fucking be bro, there. A lot of these big companies are gonna get eaten the fuck up by guys like us. They really are. They really are. And like you guys who are out there building your brands, you have no idea the opportunity that awaits in front of you if you don't adopt this crazy shit that all the big companies are doing. Just be yourself, dude. Yes. Be who the fuck you Authenticity are. Authenticity yeah. will get you everywhere you want to go. Yeah, for sure, man. Bro, I love what you guys are doing. I fucking love it. I hope you guys, I hope you guys open fucking 30,000 motherfucking stores all over the world and fucking dominate coffee. Dude, like, I, and, I, and culture. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, another thing, there needs to be one in here. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, <laughs> the boys were all like, well, can we get some beans and some cans? I'm like, no, we need no. a store in hey, here. <laughs> you know what's funny? We're building two buildings across the street. I'm pretty sure we got we space. Fi- I'm pretty sure we can figure it the fuck out. <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show. I can't wait. <laughs> Bro, um, look, man, I just want to say uh, I have the utmost respect for what you guys have done, like for real. And, and getting to spend some time with you the last couple days, uh, what you said at the beginning of the show is also mutual to me. It gets me excited. 
Like I'm sitting here as the show is going on. I'm letting, I'm trying to let you talk because I'm really bad about jumping in the middle. Like, <laughs> Do the same yeah. So like, and people that listen get fucking pissed. They're like, fucking Andy, shut the fuck up. I'm working on it. But like, I'm sitting here with all these amazing ideas just from listening. Dude, listen, it's just awesome. Well, it was bro. funny because like, like when I got back last night and I remember like, our, one of our first conversations, I'm just like, man, I'm beat down because everything's transactional. And I'm like, oh God, I got so excited. I started firing off with fucking opportunity ideas. And I'm no, like, oh no, no, I'm not supposed to be doing this. No, no. That's, that's different. That's different. That's different. We're, one of the things that he's talking about was, you know, as you become, and people don't understand this, like unless you go through the process, when you become a person that can solve problems for people, or, or that you have resources. And, and bro, I'm willing to solve problems for people. Like, and I, I see it as a duty, right? Like, I help a lot of motherfucking people that nobody ever fucking hears about or talks about. I don't, and, and, you know, the other thing about that is you can't advertise it. Like, no, the, because the, you look like that, yeah. that guy. So, like, so like if I come guy. on the show and I'm like, hey, I fucking did this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I just doubled the donations for our event this morning. <laughs> like, and I brag about these. I'm a fucking bragger. Then if I don't do it, Andy's just a rich motherfucker that doesn't give a fuck yeah. about anybody. And people don't understand that when you become a person that can actually solve problems, people really do start looking at you differently. It's not that people think like, oh, money and fame, it changes people. No, it changes the way people treat those people. Yes. And that's what people don't understand. And then as a result, those people start becoming more withdrawn. They isolate themselves. It's lonely as fuck yeah because, because every motherfucker you talk to you're just waiting for the transaction for the, yes. for the transaction like and and how deflating is it once it gets there because no. there's so many times i've been so excited for something i know and then that 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 ass comes out and i just clam up and i lock up and bro just, you know what i like i just like <laughs> motherfuckers to keep it real like bro just come at me with the shit right away like don't like if you need help fucking tell me i fucking help you but like, don't come at me with this, like pretending like we're best friends or like, hey, bro, it's been a long time since we talked. How's the family? How's this? Motherfucker, what do you want? <laughs> like for real. And that's what it, that's what it becomes. And it's, it sucks because it does make it feel very transactional. It was funny because the first thing that he said when he got here, we were fucking literally like 30 seconds into the conversation. I'm training, doing my weight workout. Him and DJ are standing there. And we were talking about somebody I forgot what the fuck example we were talking about. Somebody that was, that was fucking around. Yeah. You know, but with your, had connections to. Yeah. And you're with your guys' deal, right? Or was it me? No, it was mine. Okay. I was just talking about. Yeah. yeah we were talking that, about something. Oh, that's right. I remember now. I'm not going to say what it was. Yeah, but yeah. Like, basically, we got to talking about like how people will do things, not understanding that when those things come to materialize in the public, it's not their fucking name that's on it. You know my, what I'm saying? Like, my my like, name's in the headline. Yes. Like, like what you said about seeing your logo and having anxiety. You know, I fuck people like, why would you have that? Well, yeah. when every motherfucking ball that's ever been dropped ever. Anytime this rings, it's because there's a problem. That's right. <laughs> and, and dude, in the culture that we live in, in the internet, and I'm all for extreme ownership. You're right. It's my fucking fault. But like, bro, when you run a company with fucking thousands of fucking people involved, guess what? There's going to be shit that happens. That's reality. And in today's age, that's automatically fucking, it goes out and it's me. It's my name. 
right? And yes. like, it, it's like, dude, if people would just stop and realize like that, like there's always more to the story that than what people think and that, you know, trying to manage a massive company like you guys are, or like what we're doing, not truly not knowing what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like I never fucking did this and before. And it kills the creativity. Like, yeah. you know. Cause you start I'm, playing defense. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're like, oh dude, well, if I say this or do this, this motherfucker over here who got me, dude. It like generally takes almost two to three hours of Evan and I being together before we can kind of sift out everything and the fun and the laugh and yeah. the fucking and the creative yeah. the ideas start yeah. coming back. Like, I'm going to tell you something that we're working on right now when this is over because it's a secret because it's really fucking funny. Yeah. But we came up with it last week when I was over the last couple of weeks when yeah. I was with him. But yeah, it's like you've got to like it takes a few hours yeah. to like sift because him and I start unloading like this motherfucker did this, this, yeah. this happened, this happened, this and we're both like all fired up. Yeah. And then it like settles and it's like, oh, my God, I had the greatest idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, pe people, people don't think I don't think customers or. Uh, fans or even um, other people who aspire to have their brands or their companies ever consider that part of it at all. Like they never consider that, you know, ever like, dude, like for example, a dude that was in business 20 years ago, like you listen, if you're an old motherfucker, you listen to this show and you think, oh yeah, I fucking did that. No, you fucking didn't. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, it's way fucking harder now. Your fucking every move was not scrutinized. No. Your fucking every conversation was not scrutinized. It's not on. Your fucking yeah. every fucking thing you ever did in public is not on fucking camera. Like, they don't fucking get it. Oh, that's what I was talking yeah. to DJ about. It's like, that's a fear. A fear yeah. is somebody, like, trying to fuck with me while I'm eating out with friends, and, like, they just want the video of me because they know, you which know, has actually, I've got a fucking temper. <laughs> which has, by the way, which has actually happened to both of us. Yes. <laughs> well, we were trading these stories yesterday. <laughs> Both of us have had people bait us, try to bait us in public into a reaction so that they could fucking film it and like, have publicity. behind. Yes. It. Like there it's so like, dude, you, <laughs> and this goes into, we can, we talked politics the other day, so I'm not going to get too much into it, but like, bro, I'm just, <laughs> just going to let you motherfuckers know if you want people to solve the problems in society, you have to stop criticizing them for being fucking not perfect. You motherfuckers ain't perfect. None of you are. And the fact that you pile on people on the internet and blah, 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 is why you get these people in office to shit their fucking pants and rob <laughs> you of all your fucking rights and money. Like, holy shit, dude. It's not that hard to understand. The best and brightest people are not fucking volunteering to do the fucking service anymore. And so we're stuck with Joe Biden who shits himself on fucking TV or in front of the fucking Pope. Like, the fuck are we doing? Anyway, that's my politics for the show. I love it. Thanks for tuning in. I love it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, if we ever want to have this country, the problems solved by people who can actually solve them, then the people... You need accountability yeah, first. But bro, you, yeah. the, the guy, you guys out there on the internet got to start having some fucking grace for people. You know, like this fucking piling on motherfuckers. For, like, I think it's happening, bro. Like, I saw this fucking post today. Uh, cancel Kanye, and it was from uh, it was from the anti-Semitic uh, uh, page or something. Like these guys were, and they're trying to say he's anti-Semite and all this shit. No, no the fucking not. comments are like a thousand long, and everybody was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, you. nah, yeah, yeah, nah. yeah." They're not with, <laughs> and so I, I'm hoping that 
I really hope, because I feel like we're moving that way, that people have started to understand the problem that this kind of bullying creates online. It creates a situation where the best people won't fucking try to help you guys. They won't do it because they're just like, fuck it. I was just sitting with uh, um, Tito Ortiz, fucking Ian Smith, both dudes ran for office. Both dudes got their fucking family names drug, got their fucking every bad thing said about them that they ever did put like, and you motherfuckers vote for people based off of like these things they did 10 fucking years ago. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, can they solve the fucking problem or can they not? And, and, you know, in Ian's case, like Ian literally was trying to root out evil in his district. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Greed and evil that needs to be fucking exterminated. Yeah. And the way they attack these people, bro, is by assassinating their personal character off the mistakes they made in life. Bro, that's fucking absurd. Who cares? I know. Who fucking cares? I'm with you, dude. Like, ugh. Well, I know this, bro. Like, here's the deal. Like, if I have fucking have brain surgery, okay? And my doctor uh, has some personal indiscretions from back when he has was a DUI 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, do I care if he's a good surgeon or do I care about his fucking personal indiscretions? I care if he can do the fucking job. And this is a very obvious thing that most of culture is missing right now. So yeah, think can, about it, guys. Who can do the job. Yeah. And when you see people getting fucking drug for some shit that's Stop bull- it. Yeah. Stand up for it. Stand up for those people. Like, it, it, dude, I, I, I hate it. Anyway, I love you, though. Hell, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, you know, my one promise from, to the BRCC customers and your customers, like, the promise from me is I am here to bring and elevate the content world, like, with this military sprinkle of awesomeness. Bro, and- you, you're, you're, you guys are the best. You guys, like, what to Evan's standard, which I love, you guys are the fucking best. Like, there's nobody doing it better right now. Thank you. We're not doing it better than you. We're not well, doing. Well, you're about to start. You're yeah, about well, to, you're about to saying, marry into this I family. I feel good about how we do things, and I feel like you guys do them better than us in that way. And I fucking bro, it's and I look it's at inspiring. I as fuck. look at your culture here, yeah. and and I'm I'm. We need to start taking yeah. some notes out of your book because well, we I can love trade notes. This. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because the things on the horizon are fucking amazing. Jim yeah. Connor twelve is going to be fucking wild. Uh, Final Send, November 11th, is going to be absolutely crazy. And then Recoil That's gonna be awesome. is going to redefine motorsports. Yeah, let's, let's not forget about your fitness journey in Mark Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hard. Mark yeah. Hard is coming. You know, well, we can't talk about it not yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> well, bro, listen, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank Thanks you. for sitting down, doing the shows. Uh, this is, it's been an en- more than enjoyable, bro. Uh, I can't wait to hang out and make out later. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. Uh, we're, we're down to the brass tacks. Yeah, yeah. We're getting real There's here. the transaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a transaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but JT for real, bro. And, uh, and and to Evan and Matt, like, it's really fucking awesome. Dude. Logan, we love you too. Yeah, all the guys. <laughs> I don't know all the guys. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I just you know, making sure yeah, I don't make anybody every, jealous. <laughs> everybody over there, like, you guys are fucking doing it. And you got a shit ton of fans here at this company and, and our audience and, uh, I just love what you guys are doing. So, man, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. This was amazing. Yeah. All right, guys, that's the show. Uh, where can they follow you? Uh, I'm just JT Article 15 yeah. on Instagram. JT Article 15 on Instagram. All right. Go check them out. All right, guys, that's the show. I appreciate you listening. Please share the show. Yeah.
Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a pole, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed